to Sakura Pop, where your K-drama musings come to life. I'm your host, Jackie. How are you doing, listeners? I hope that you've been finding time to de-stress from your daily troubles and found an hour or two to spare on your favorite programs. Today, I am here to recommend you something new, something very beautiful. So a couple of weeks ago, my best friend asked me if I watched a quaint little show called Navilera. I confessed I did not, and after reading the Netflix summary of it, did not find it particularly interesting, especially not after the banger that Vincentio was. It's really hard to find something that can follow up with that act, don't you think? However, there is one factor that is more convincing to me than any summary or online review. The fact that my normally not K-drama inclined best friend with her picky taste is actually inquiring about K-drama as a whole. The friend who once proclaimed she prefers documentaries and who wouldn't bat an eyelash when I mention amazing K-drama shows. I'm sure many of you have friends who don't share your passion for K-drama, so if you were in my shoes, wouldn't you be completely taken by pleasant surprise that finally your hobby is being shared? Wouldn't you think, in a slightly devious manner, time to expand your circle of people who discuss K-drama with you? Now, this friend of mine told me that what appears to be a sleeper is certainly worth watching. She didn't gush about it. She is very subtle in her inquiries. And the show is not exactly a type of show that one gushes about very overtly. Because that will take away the graceful elegance from the watching experience. One can only admire lovingly at the quality acting and quality message such a show delivers. Ladies and gentlemen, I am excited to introduce to you Navilera. Navilera is centered around two main characters. A boy who is in training to become a legendary ballet dancer and an old man in retirement who decides to live his dream of going on stage as a a ballet dancer. This sort of summary will either catch your eye or turn you off. Ballet is one of those subjects that is far out of reach for most of us. We love our musicals. We love concerts. Heck, I've even watched my share of interpretive dancing, which is considered a new and hip contemporary art form. But ballet is certainly not at the forefront. In fact, I know exactly two things about ballet, Swan Lake and the Nutcracker. If you, my dear listener, know even less than this, then I in no way, shape, or form blame you for the lack of knowledge. It's simply one of those dance forms that are rarely hyped, advertised, or generally understood. Perhaps in old European cities brimming with history like Paris or Vienna, the recognition of this old, old dance form 
receives much more accolade and recognition. Navillera centers on a profession, profession and a hobby I have never lent a thought to. And I have not ignored the major plot point that deserves discussion. The fact that the show is about men who does ballet, one of them a man pushing his 70s. Let's not kid ourselves and let's give each other a chance to recognize our gender biases. How many of you automatically paired the image of a girl in a tutu dress when you hear the word ballet? Yet, of course, there are male dancers because all types of dancing have both male and female counterparts. Plus, ballet tells stories and there are male protagonists and characters and villains in stories. In total, then, there are no fewer than three unconventional ideas presented in Navalera. The first being gender, the second being the art form of ballet itself and its relative anonymity in the new worlds, the worlds that are not as acquainted with ballet. And the third being seemingly the most improbable of all as a concept, an older gentleman engaged in ballet, learning it, brand new, with zero prior knowledge. None of these ideas have been presented meaningfully in K-drama history, and certainly not all together. Perhaps that is what is so brilliant about Navillera. They made the seemingly impossible possible. Let's start with Che Ryo as a main character who has a believable premise with a straightforward path. He can be the next big star and is training under the wings of a star from his previous generation. However, Che Ryuk has his personal troubles. He's a youngin, barely out of high school, yet already living alone, struggling to make ends meet and missing his parental figures. He seems to be disconnected and emotionally distant, and his teacher sees all of that. But his teacher also sees that he has potential. So the journey for Che Ryuk is easy to understand. He's battling a slump, which the show tells us he's in, and he must find the will, the strength, and the emotional support to help him get past his slump. The second main character is Haraboji, referred commonly in the subtitles as Mr. Shim. I'll refer to him as Haraboji from here on because that's how the drama refers to him verbally. Haraboji is undergoing a sort of existential crisis. His kids are all grown and settled. He and his wife are comfortably retired, which is when he decides to pursue his long lost dream of learning ballet. In episode 1, we see his daily life, his interactions with his grown children, his wife's assessment and meddling in the children's affairs. I get the sense that Haraboji has been restless for a good number of years, as if something was missing in his life. He's fulfilled all of his tangible needs, home, security, money, but he has not fulfilled his emotional need. As 
an audience watching, it is important for us to recognize this, that in our struggle to build our lives, we compromise and make decisions at key life stages about what we think we must give up in order to obtain something, be it success, money, reputation. So it is all too easy to sympathize with the nagging feeling of wishing you could go back in time and pursue what you really wanted to do, but had to give up for a greater cause. Perhaps you missed attending higher education, wanted to travel a lot more, were told to not make music as a career, or followed someone else's footsteps to take over a part of a family business that maybe you wouldn't want to have a part in. We've all been there, a lot of unpursued dreams. People are used to hearing follow your dreams as if it is a magical panacea, a mantra to solve all of your problems. But sometimes it is just not feasible to pursue a dream when something else is on the line and more urgent. The most brave would have pursued it anyways, while the rest of us prefer to not throw caution to the wind and act sensibly. So let's spare a moment to forgive our past selves for choosing one way or the other. Because as we learn in Navalera, there's always a second try. And hence, the drama ties its most significant message to its viewers is that you can always start now. Heck. You can even start if you're 70. And that is exactly what Haraboji did. His resolve is astoundingly strong. If there's one thing that age does to a person is that one is able to stop feeling embarrassed and awkward about many things. These are the most delightful moments in the show. Haraboji is a kindly man with wisdom of the ages and it's such a joy to see how matter-of-factly he approaches life. Some minor spoilers here, nothing that would spoil your, your enjoyment, of course. Uh, but uh, at one scene, he shopped for his own ballet clothing, completely unflinchingly. Even though, you know, he got some stares from the saleswoman, and it should seem like one of the most awkward shopping trips ever. He also helps Cheryuk with part-time work and he wheedles the doctor for special attention. There's no discomfort and there's no awkwardness, just typical hataboji-ness. <laughs> and that's what I love about this character. Why bother being embarrassed? You got more important things to take care of. Social conventions be damned. Despite age, Haraboji shows the same zest for getting things done as he always had. You're only as old as you let yourself be. Which is a very charming message that I think many of us needs from time to time. If you are a younger person, uh, you won't be... Uh, you, I believe you'll be more sympathetic to Chedrok's cause. And while if you're older, then you'll definitely find more to identify with in Hataboji. There is something for everyone. Chedrok 
he is a petulant adolescent who has just become an adult and he seems immediately less likable compared to Haraboji, but from the looks of things, that will surely change. Episode 1 gets off to a very slow start. In fact, I skimmed through most of it. But every episode afterwards is a gem. Haraboji brazenly goes about his business and expresses his, uh, his thoughts, outlook on life and wants without any shame or without any thought of embarrassment. That is a difficult thing to do because it feels like society always expects or stereotypes people. But Haraboji has had seven decades of practice, so let it, it's fun. It's fun to watch him put those years of experience to work. Cheryuk, in the meantime, is a much younger individual, and he is ironically less energetic as somebody who is 50 years his senior. He lacks will and generally seems like an emotionally drained person. Haraboji is uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, veritably a vessel of life and excitement and energy. Hence, they are such great foils of each other and it's a great commentary of what age means and what it does not mean. You can also see them clearly leaning on each other despite Chaeryuk's reluctance. He wants to be a independent individual capable of meeting his own needs, which he's obviously not because he is very young and inexperienced in life. Chaeryuk is helping Haraboji fulfill his lost, long lost dream and in return it on um, the first outlook doesn't seem like he's getting anything out of it but he also doesn't know how much affection he's been deprived of and how terrible he is at self-care and how lost he is. So Haraboji sets an example for him, defends him, and gives him the unconditional care that Cheryoke has been unconsciously yearning. At the beginning, it really looked like a one-way deal where Cheryoke where is the receiver of all this goodness, but episode four to five uh, brings his uh, attitude a huge facelift as Haraboji's attitude towards life starts rubbing off on Chaedrook. And I think from there on, it will be a much stronger relationship that's equal and benefiting for both characters. There is an additional piece of social commentary in Navalera. I believe it's saying something about alternate genders and the senseless bias to attach any one thing strongly to gender. Ballet is not just for girls, as we know. Eventually, Haraboji's pursuit is found out by his family, and their reaction is nothing short of varied and immensely interesting. I specifically find one scene in episode 4 that, to me, strikingly ties to the idea of a person who's, quote, come out of the closet, unquote. You can't miss it. This is where uh, the harmony 
which is Haraboji's wife, walks in on him in, in his bedroom. Uh, and to me, that looked very much like a subtle symbolic scene that works on so many levels. The show is surprisingly captivating. In the same way Record of Youth had momentous scenes of confrontation. So despite it looking all calm and pretty and, uh, and filled to the brim with goodness, there is a lot of tension and confrontation, especially between family members, uh, between, between Cheryuk and Haraboji, between Cheryuk and his coach. It's everywhere. And well, that is life after all. You spend most of it learning to deal with people. I especially enjoyed Cheryuk's challenge to Haraboji. And uh, that is, you know, before Cheryuk could agree to teach him ballet, that Haraboji has to, in, in some ways, uh, learn to prove that he's capable, that he's got the willpower and that he can build the dexterity. I also enjoy scenes on the rare occasion when Haraboji is telling people off for being horrible and mean. Not surprisingly, he's like a mother figure to Cheiryuk, and we know moms are always in the right. There are plentiful of other heartwarming moments that will bring you to happy joy and maybe even a few tears. The characters are believable, we are immediately sympathetic to their plights, and there's nothing quite like a show where you are wholeheartedly rooting for the leads. Haraboji's acting is astounding. You can see every worry and every smile etched into his face. Cheruk, on the other hand, is Haraboji's foil. He is a block of ice. Uh, seeming to want to show or feel no emotions, but he slowly and believably thaws by episode 4. He acts very much like an adolescent on the cusp of adulthood, that awkward time when you can't completely take care of yourself, but you don't want others to do it for you either. Studio Dragon and TVN co-produced this show, so it's got tones of record of youth in it, but to me, Navalera is much more satisfying to watch because the character attitudes feel less polarizing and the family dynamic is less dramatic. Navalera is a gem, make no mistake of that, and an emotional slice of life that gives you happy feelings and above all gives you hope which is something that we all need in these crazy times. And that's a wrap. I'll be back with more entertainment for your listening pleasure. You can email me at sakurapopcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at sakurapopcast. Have a fantastic week, everyone, and keep musing about those K-dramas. Annyeong!